welcome to the Bottom Up Skills podcast. Once again, we are flying through the world of design thinking. And today we're going to discuss mapping the user journey. And boy, oh boy, when you create a user journey, or sometimes they're called user maps, I can tell you that this file will become one of the most visited, most used, most reopened, and wait for it, most edited documents that you will have in the adventure of building a product. Now, what is so fabulous about user journeys and mapping out the user of the journey is number one, it forces you once again as design thinking will to go back to the user. So instead of thinking about yourself and how you might uh, enjoy an experience, this forces us back once again to imagine, to understand, and here's the key word, to empathize with our users, to understand how they would move from A to Z through a product experience. Now, I want to tell you why this matters so much. Why, why are user journeys so essential? Well, they often come into the process in the early to mid stages. And this is really essential, particularly on brand new products, because for the early stages, everyone's just imagining a possible product or service. We don't have an existing product to refer to. So having a user journey is such a powerful way of seeing every single step that we imagine a user would go through in our product. And user journeys are uniquely powerful in capturing the big picture. Um, if you think about something I've mentioned on this series and if you jump over to bottomup.io, you'll see there's a whole Agile masterclass built around user stories, which are the smallest micro uh, uh, part of a product. Then the user journey is the opposite. It's all big picture, baby. This is what is the overall experience. It might be made up of three, four, five, maybe up to 10 big stages going from one through 10 of the overall user experience. And what's so useful about having this in the early stages is it allows us to literally point on the board at what we imagine the product will be doing, what the user will be doing to kind of frame the experience before we've actually built it. Now, what's particularly interesting now is just to uh, point out a huge insight for existing products. Now, I'm going to share with you a little secret of the, the product world, which is particularly in the digital app space, whether it's a browser-based app, a local install, or a mobile app, is over time, the both the interaction and the whole architecture of a piece of software can get a bit messy and out of control. And what tends to happen is that we originally, we had an idea about what users need and, but then all the business requirements came in and then we started doing uh, what uh, people in the business wanted. And sometimes we actually reduce the quality of the experience for the users. So if you were to have a, you know, a Gen 2 
maybe a third version, fourth version of your product, you might find that it's got a little bit out of control. So coming in and doing a fresh user journey of what you have and then asking yourself from A to Z, how could we improve this? A user journey is like a really great big picture way of uh, improving an existing user experience too. So whether it's brand new or something that you've been working on for years, your product will absolutely need a user journey. So let's dig in now uh, into what that looks and feels like. And, you know, we are in the the magic uh, media channel of voice right now. So if you would like a visual companion, head over to bottomup.io and you can download the the free masterclass on design thinking and uh, you can enjoy uh, all the slides and templates there. But a user journey is a series of steps and it represents, you know, the scenarios in which a user might interact with the product that you're designing. So traditionally, we might have, you know, a user journey that had points out sort of maybe a login or a sign up in the early stages, then maybe a number of um, key feature steps before, during the key feature and after the key feature. And in addition to that, there may be moments where they have to dip into their account page, settings page, and these can get pretty elaborate when you work on some serious sort of um, deep consumer interaction products or similarly, I think a lot of enterprise products can get pretty, pretty complex as well. Now, so you've got a series of steps. That's the essence of a user journey. Now, what is particularly powerful is this idea of uh, mapping the things, uh, the actions that a user would do, the thinking that's in their mind whilst they do that in the particular step, and lastly, how they're feeling. Because what's quite interesting, uh, as people get onboarded and do things for the first time, or they make a high involvement decision around purchase, there can be all sorts of emotions. People could be excited, confident, or often they might be apprehensive, a little anxious, unsure. Um, so if you map those feelings, you can also map it to the thoughts that are in the user's mind. And then the actual things that they would be doing um, in order to complete the task. This is at its essence, a user journey. So what I quite like is this idea of, you know, you map the essence of what are they doing? What are they thinking? What are they feeling? Now, what's also, if we want to kind of go next level, and you want to get pretty elaborate with your journey maps, you can start doing things like this. So let's imagine that the general flow of your journey map goes from awareness. So they kind of come in uh, to your given product service. Um, They might be doing some orientation and consideration. Then they have to decide Uh, then they actually maybe make a purchase or an action or maybe they create content. 
And then after the experience, there's all sorts of sharing of experiences, loyalty, advocacy, all that kind of good stuff. Now, what's particularly um, powerful if you want to do a really extensive customer journey map is you can start to map not only the things that the user is thinking, doing, and feeling, but you can also go deeper and say, how will we measure this stage? Like what are the moments uh, inside of the product that would suggest success? So what can you measure some form of task uh, or stage completion uh, that shows in your funnel and in your map people are moving through? Then you could also have business logic, business rules that apply. You could even have uh, reference to different parts of the technical architecture that actually generates this. Now, for really complex products, um, what comes to my mind immediately is the work uh, that we do with uh, a lot of banks. you can have not just one, two, three, four, five, you can have over a dozen systems generating data throughout the customer journey map. And um, if, you're, if you've got high accountability in your firm and you've got all of those uh, architectural systems mapped up, you can even have the people or the, the leads within the team that are responsible. So this is really, really powerful having these maps, particularly in that early to mid-stage of building a product. And the last tip I want to give you around how you might think about user journey mapping is one of the most exciting and personally what I really love doing is to pick out like the really magic moments, the wow moments that are in that and start wireframing them. Now, now a wireframe is is literally a low-fidelity sketch of the experience. It's not like a fancy finished design that looks fantastic. Look, if it's done in pencil and paper, all the more power to you. I love it. But then you can start sketching what the interactions, what these user stories inside of the map might look like, these little magic moments. And this can present so many insights, so many learnings as you're really starting to break your product down from an idea into features, epics, themes, user stories. So I think finding uh, a user journey map and then saying to the team, let's pick the three most important moments in this journey and let's sketch them. Let's, Let's ask ourselves what could be. Now, for some of you who are doing uh, building product a lot, you may even skip the hand-drawn sketch and go straight to InVision or Adobe XD or maybe even Sketch. Any of those tools, you can now put up a really quick wireframe that actually looks pretty good and can serve as a really good tool, almost stimulus for, for users to give feedback. So... This is what comes off the back of the user journey map. It is so, so valuable because it's in one visual, and the keyword here being visual journey, you can see the big picture of your experience and it gives a powerful way for your core team to talk to stakeholders, investors, 
executive sponsors, you name it, about what their vision is and what they'd like to build. So there you have it. That is a dive into uh, creating uh, user journey maps. I hope you've really got something that has helped you uh, refine how you do this, or maybe it's introduced you uh, to not only user journey mapping, but design thinking overall. If you've really found this uh, interesting, you'd like to know more, head over to bottomup.io where you can get a whole design thinking masterclass and a lot of others completely free uh, for your use. Uh, So get in there, enjoy the world of design thinking. It's just so powerful. It makes sense of the crazy when you're trying to build a product. All right. My name's Mike Parsons. I'm the CEO of Qualitance. It's been great to share this design thinking episode with you. We'll welcome you back for the next episode of Bottom Up Skills Podcast. 